Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Welcome to Travel First with Chris Coleman and Alex First. Hello and welcome to Travel First, where today we continue journeying around Australia. And Alex First, a place that you've been to and I've been to and many people who live there love the place. Hobart, Tasmania. What a beautiful part of the world, Christopher. Absolutely magnificent. It's not overrun by people. There's lots of clean and green. There's the right attitude, I reckon. It's a great, great place. And I went there with my wife for a few days. This is going back uh, a while, but I've been wanting to talk to you about it because it was a very exciting place to be, in particular for those reasons that I live in a big, big city and there is road rage and people are rushing around and there's no time to sort of smell the roses. When we got to Hobart, there was. And by the way, in the last couple of years, Lonely Planet named it one of the top 10 cities to visit. There we go. It was the only, at that time, it was the only Australian city to make that cut. I thought that was rather special. I can understand that. And Hobart's also becoming uh, increasingly represented on uh, cruise ship tours now, not just within Australia, but a lot of cruises that leave Australia. Uh, you, you can, if you, if you want to, you can extend your cruise by a night or two by booking one that goes from Australia to New Zealand and then to Hobart on your way back up to either Melbourne, Sydney or Brisbane. And uh, that's what we did when we went to, to Hobart. And it was absolutely the best way because... Um, you get there nice and early in the morning and you get a very, very full day. And then, and I appreciate you've got a lot of things to talk about, but one of the best things for us was when we were sailing out of Hobart, uh, there were dolphins on the Derwent River jumping up and down in the water alongside our cruise ship as we sailed out with the sunset behind us. So it was fantastic. Oh, magic. Absolutely. Well, of course, one of the things that's put it on the map in recent years, and I'm not talking back in terms of history, Mona, Museum of Old and New Art. Wow, what an attraction that is. I'll, I'll get to that sort of shortly. But firstly, we stayed at the Henry Jones Art Hotel. Are you familiar with it? I am not. Absolutely stunning. One of the best places I've stayed at. Really mean that. Three stories overlooking Constitution Dock. We're, we're sort of not far, as we do this, we're not all that far away from the next Sydney to Hobart, are we? Uh, no, not really. Not in the grand scheme no, of things, no. no. Exactly. So, of course, Constitution Dock is where Sydney to Hobart fleet arrives each and every year. Henry Jones Art Hotel has 56 rooms, 33 Harbour View. And when we were there, I was speaking with them, 92% occupancy year round. I reckon that is something to be envied. By that most says you've hotels. got it right. If you're, doing, if you're filling up that much of the hotel year round, you're doing something right. Absolutely. And the oldest part dates back to 1822. Henry Jones bought a jam company and coined the phrase IXL, as in the capital letters, as in I excel in all that I do. There you go. Did you ever know that's how it came to be? I, I had a hunch. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was hoping to tell you something you didn't know. Well, it was a hunch. I wasn't sure, so you've confirmed oh. it for me. 
That was in 1884 when he was still in his 20s, having worked there since he was 12. And then he started by, by putting labels on jam tins. And by the way, the IXL phrase and, and the Henry Jones as a jam company, that sort of happened and kept on working as a jam factory until the 1970s. And John Elliott and co owned it around that time and it was dismantled and the site lay dormant until 2004. It even had squatters in it and at times they lit candles and burnt holes in the floorboards. Well, of course, it's since been turned into this luxury hotel with more than 350 artworks you can buy on every wall, fundamentally Tasmanian artists. And, of course, it maintains the original stonework, large Tasmanian blackwood beams that existed from its jam factory days. Stunning design, generous size bedrooms. As I say, a very, very special hotel, Henry James Art Hotel. Uh, I've got to say there's a sacrilegious story is told about the hotel. Now, those in the know swear it's true, but I'll let you judge for yourself. When the Art Hotel was first opened and guests turned up or turned on, rather, the heating slash air conditioning, and they were lying in their comfortable beds, they felt drip, drip, drip. You know what that turned out to be, Christopher? Water? No. Oh, I don't know if I want to know. (laughs) One out of two is all right with the IXL. Well, basically, it was congealed jam that had embedded itself oh. in the timber beams, <laughs> dripping onto their heads and into their mouths. Fantastic. So, yeah, exactly all the hotel needed to do was provide toast, then you could readily have breakfast in bed. Strap some toast to your face, wake up and breakfast served. <laughs> exactly. That I doesn't don't... happen anymore, I guess. Well, I guess not. It's been open for a few years now, but still a lovely story. It also has a link with the University of Tasmania School of the Arts, located virtually next door, and and there's a full-time curator for the artworks within the hotel. Not surprisingly, and I suggested 92% in terms of occupancy, it is very, very popular. So best to ring a few weeks before you're planning to stay and spend, make sure you you, you sort of don't have to worry about, I've I've done this before, you try and book at the last moment and you can't get where you want to be, and it's kind of frustrating. So If you want, get a great harbour view. We had a deluxe spa in our room and upstairs, outside an impressive, ostensibly timber boardroom, there are 10 3D photos of the building when it was in its derelict state. That was really fascinating, really interesting. I like looking at old photos of cities, by the way. I don't know whether you do. It's incredibly telling how the place can change in a matter of 50 years or 100 years or whatever it may be. Beautiful restaurant there called Henry's. Seats about 50. Food is quite sensational. I think you'd love it, Chris. Nearly all of it is sourced locally, and that's what I think is so beautiful about Henry Jones Art Hotel. So you can also take art tours and history tours of the hotel while you're staying. It gives you something more to take away from a truly wonderful experience. So there you go. I mean, I, I know I'm raving about it, but I'm raving about it because it is so special and so different. We also spent a couple of nights at the Salamanca Inn, literally about 100 metres from the Salamanca Market, which, of course, is the famous market in Hobart. It's the place to go for fresh produce and arts and crafts and collectibles and curios on a Saturday morning from 8.30 till 3 o'clock. Covers two street blocks with hundreds of stalls. 
Now, in this place that we also stayed, the Salamanca Inn, and we sort of checked out a different couple of different establishments, they've got 61 and two-bedroom suites, a licensed bar and restaurant, indoor rooftop pool and spa. So the place went, underwent major refurbishment of all rooms in 2010. And when we stayed, the rooms certainly still looked very, very new and modern. And their occupancy was running around about 85%. Very comfortable, quite large, the rooms, and you got about 43 square metres for those people who are into the numbers for one bedroom, 60 square metres for a couple of bedrooms. We were involved with herbaceous tours. And in fact, Tourism Taz helped us out a great deal in terms of making sure we made the most of our three or four days in Tassie. And Herbaceous Tours caters for those who are passionate about food and wine. Is that you, Chris? Of course. Exactly. I knew the answer before I even posed the question. Now, they allow you to interact with farmers, producers and providers of Tassie food and wines. And it's run by a butte lady called Sally, who specialises in these half-day and day-long foodie trips that can be tailored to suit couples or small groups, anywhere from 2 to 11 people at a time. We took a day-long tour to the Huon Valley, which is about 45 minutes from Hobart, just happens to be one of the most picturesque places on the planet. Quite simply breathtaking. You, have you been to the Huon Valley? I have, yes. yes. Yeah, we, 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 took a, we took a drive through there when, when I was in Hobart. Ah, very good. Well, among the highlights for us was a visit to Huon Valley Mushrooms, they produce shiitake and oyster mushies. And, and there we had a guide show us how the painstaking process of growing these delicious mouth-watering veggies takes up to three months. I'm a big mushroom fan. Are you? Pardon me. Yes, love mushrooms. Yeah, really, really. And then, then we visited Taz Saf, one of 12 growers of saffron in Tasmania. For those who don't know it, taf saffron can add colour, flavour and aroma to food. It's and, also incredibly expensive. Oh, it is. It's, well, it's also been tested for its medicinal properties. And Terry and Nikki Noonan, they're passionate about saffron and the quality of the saffron that these, these people produce is quite outstanding. Terry explained the process to us in fine detail. So I, I thought that was a very interesting experience because... I'd not, I'd not seen saffron grown before. Have you? Did you? I, I, I didn't get a chance to see saffron grown, but I'm, I'm aware of the process. I remember talking to a saffron grower a few years ago on radio, uh, and it is such a, a long-term investment and such mm. a, such a fragile harvest when you're making it. Well, we, we did that, and then we also visited a new concern called the Honey Pot. It was new when we, we saw it, which had only been operating in the Huon Valley. For, for a short space of time. And it, as well, it was a family concern. And the lady who runs it is the wife of the beekeeper. And their daughter also happens to be a beekeeper. So imagine that, having beekeeping family. You know, it keeps on going. The family Generally, that keeps bees together, please, yeah. together or something. Yeah, thank you, you for you. that. Good. I, I tried. Not, on, not one on of no your notice. Moment. Moments. Their produce is also available at farmers markets, and there's an indoor hive surrounded by perspex. Thank goodness for the perspex, is all I can say. <laughs> yes, indeed. Fascinating to watch. Remember those Where's Wally books? Mm -hmm. Did you ever read those? Well, I, I did with my, my kids. Anyway, 
it's like that. That the reason I was reminded of that, trying to find the queen bee within the hive. That was what I was. <laughs> I had nothing better to do with my time, <laughs> and yeah, this this lady talked to me about how how to find her amongst the tens of thousands of bees. I I was yeah, it was it was an interesting time. But yeah, you can do that too. You can spend hours trying to find the queen bee. Look. All, all of this was one of the best food and historic tours run by Sally and, and the best way to go and book a tour such as that which my wife and I did, herbaceous tours. The best way to do that is to go to her website, which is surprisingly herbaceous, spelled H-E-R-B-A-C-E-O-U-S, herbaceoustours.com. You don't say. Thank you very much. I, I was going to give you prices, but the prices may have changed a little bit since we were there, so you can check that out for yourself. Talking about food, Gourmania food tours. I like that name too. I like I like certain words. Herbaceous is a nice word, I reckon too. So, so what what are the words? You know, when is it onomatopoeia? The, the, that that's a word that sounds like the sound that it's trying to exactly. reflect. Yeah, correct. Well, herbaceous. I reckon that's an onomatopoeia, and <laughs> Gourmania may be another one. I'm. I'm I, I, I think I think you're clutching there, but I'll just I'll just let it through to the keeper. Thank you. Uh, well, a former pastry chef runs another inner Hobart foodies walking tour called Gourmania Food Tours. Her name's Mary. She runs a couple of variations: a three-hour tour called Tea to Tapas, and the four-hour version, which is a city tour that takes in eleven different food and wine establishments, covering everything from salmon, small goods, pastry, sushi calamari, fresh fish, cheese, honey, preserves and ice cream to fudge and wine tasting. I reckon that's a pretty impressive combo. The butte part is you get to taste a little of everything. Mm. So this lady, Mary, has lived in Melbourne, in Sydney and New York and, and is a fine arts graduate. So she, like Sally, is a rather interesting person. And these tours operate for between one and eight people at a time. Go to Gourmania, G-O-U-R-M-A-N-I-E, gourmaniafoodtours.com.au to find out more. While we are talking about food, one of the joys in life is to eat cheese, correct? Oh, absolutely. And Tasmania, it's the place to go. Isn't it ever? Uh, By the way, this is as a deviation. When I was in Holland... And I know I'm name dropping, but when I was in Holland, they don't they don't put their cheeses in fridges. I found that rather different. Have you have you noticed that about Amsterdam? There are places that they don't do that, but bear in mind too, it doesn't get anywhere near as hot there as it does here. No, no, no I, I get that, but I mean, I, it's just there is a decided difference, and their cheeses are lovely too. But let's get back to a place called the Wicked Cheese. Been Ashley- there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Very remember nice. Wicked Jesus. Yeah. Ashley and Jennifer McCoy run the place, and it's a multi-award winning cheese factory and shop where you can taste the fresh produce in Richmond, which is about 15 to 20 minutes car ride from Hobart. And he's been a cheesemaker for a long, long time, developed quite a few lines for the King Island Dairy before he set up his own establishment a few years ago, probably about... Oh, getting closer to 10 years ago now. And they've been operating the tasting house, uh, well, probably about three years now, and their turnover 
sort of seems to sort of constantly double. It's it's great. People love their cheeses. They make tw- well. When we were there, they made twelve delicious cheeses. They were about to add a couple more to their range, so you may be sort of higher in number when you go to the Wicked Cheese today. They really do produce magnificent product. I defy anyone to taste and not buy. It, it won't happen, Chris. No, it won't. We we went maybe potentially a little overboard on the on the triple cream brie. I remember it like it was yesterday. We bought a sensational brie and we loved their smoked cheddar. That was magic too. Yeah, that 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 one actually made it all the way home. By, ah, right. by some miracle. It proved very yeah. popular with our friends to the point where we wished we hadn't actually let the smoked cheddar loose on our friends because we wanted more. But, you uh-huh. know, you can't have everything. Did you buy ch- chocolate? Because we bought chocolate as well. I didn't buy chocolate. The other thing I did buy, and I know you're not a whiskey drinker, but they also do a whiskey cheddar, uh, which... Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. I it, noticed that. It is done with a local whiskey, and Tasmania is making some great whiskies, and I hope you, we get the chance to talk about one of the distilleries today, but they make a whiskey cheddar with the Sullivan's Cove whiskey, uh, and Sullivan's Cove is just kicking goals left, right, and centre, and to have that infused into a cheddar, wow, just <laughs> Wow. So go to wickedcheese.com.au. I don't have to spell wicked. So there you go, wickedcheese.com.au, and check it out for yourselves. Puddle Duck Vineyard. I kind of like that name too. I mean, I think choosing a name is important. It doesn't matter if anything's great, then you'll remember a name, I suppose, because it's great and it'll build a reputation. But, I, you know, if you're starting a business, give it a name that's going to give you a little bit of marketing clout. So anyway... Darren and Jackie Brown run this delightful homemade concern that employs the equivalent of five full-timers. They began it, oh, getting close to 20 years ago now. He used to work at Marilla Estate. By the way, did you know that Tassie produces only 0.4% of Australia's wine, but 10% of the country's super and ultra premium wines? I didn't know that. There you go. So 0.4 overall, but it's obviously... Far punching above its weight, I think, is the expression one could use for super and ultra-premium wines. And, and it's known as the best sparkling wine region outside France. And Puddle Duck Vineyard in particular specialises in sparkling wine made from Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. And also, what, by the way, wines are not available in bottle shops, the Puddle Duck wines, only online at puddleduckvineyard.com.au, puddleduckvineyard.com.au. .com.au or at the cellar door. They've also introduced something called reverse BYO. Excuse me? Yeah, uh, good, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whereby you're encouraged to bring your own lunch and sit in the beautiful surrounds of the winery and have a tipple or two. Ah, so so they supply the wine and you bring the food. Exactly. I tell you, there wouldn't be a lot of wineries doing that around Australia. That's a unique selling point. Exactly, yeah, and that's why I thought, well, why not mention it? I like the unique properties in anything. We also went to Meadowbank Estate Vineyard, a restaurant, and if you're in a wine tasting and fine dining in a super environment, you should go no further than this place, Meadowbank Estate Vineyard Restaurant, which also has a shop to buy books and wine-themed trinkets. It also has a small art gallery with local arts and crafts upstairs and a sheltered courtyard overlooking the beautiful vines. The restaurant, with magnificent wooden surrounds and wine casks, casks, that is, is spacious and quite alluring, uh, that restaurant at Meadowbank Estate. Terrific outlook, both inside and out, so that's also worth checking out. We mentioned Richmond a few minutes ago. 
what a lovely little township that is. Uh, as I say, about 20 minutes from Hobart and features many fine examples of early Australian buildings. I've been to Richmond quite a number of times. And these include the sort of examples of early Australian buildings. The country's oldest freestone road bridge, built by convicts in 1823. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Oh, it, this is a, it, it is a must-see. It is, uh, and it's amazing. You look at it. It was what did you say? It was built 1870. 1823. So 1823. Yeah, you look at it, and it is amazing because it is still. It looks like something that went up 60 or 70 years ago with with, yeah. with, with bricks. Yeah. It is in such good condition. A picturesque place for taking happy snaps, yeah? And it, it happens to be... Uh, this is also, I mean, in terms of what the township's known for, Australia's oldest Roman Catholic church. And many many of the town's beautiful Georgian buildings have been restored. They're in use as art and craft galleries and restaurants and shops. There's also the old Richmond Jail that I visited that was built in 1825, so a couple of years after the bridge was built, and used to house male and female prisoners, including a famous bushranger. And you look at the buildings in their original state, including the solitary confinement cells. You can actually go in and close the door and see whether or not you feel claustrophobic in the dark in next to no time. Uh, and, and you can see the artefacts of the time. I, I think that's well worth a visit as well, the old Richmond jail and Richmond in particular. Please tell me, Alex, you got to go to the Sorrel fruit farm while you were in Richmond. No, we didn't. Oh, you missed out. Oh, no. Uh, the, what, tell me about that. The, the, I, 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 I think it is pronounced Sorrel. If it's Sorrel, I apologise. But the Sorrel Fruit, fruit Farm, it's, you go there, you pick your own fruit. And they and it's not just like your regular fruit, say your apricots or your pears or your strawberries. They do other things. Uh, and uh, they have, they, they, I think and I, I, they weren't in season when we went through, but joster berries. I don't know what a joster berry is, but you can actually go and pick them there. Uh, Logan berries are on offer, sylvan berries, tay berries, all sorts of that, uh, that kind of stuff. They have a cafe where they did one of the best um, uh, English Devonshire teas that I've ever had. There were a couple of scones and some cream, and it was... Proper Tasmanian cream too, and, lo- and and jams that they'd made on site. They do jams, they do vinegars, uh, they do honeys and liqueurs as well. And it, it is about it is if you actually set up your day going from Hobart to Richmond, you go up, you go past Wicked, you go up through the Richmond Township itself. You can actually come back past the Sorrel Fruit, Fruit Farm on your way back in towards Hobart. Uh, and, of course, you can then pick up some jams and so on to take home with you. Uh, highly recommended, uh, especially, and I know you like things that are good for you, Alex, especially if you like fruit. Exactly. Well, a jostaberry, by the way, I've just looked it up. It is a cross involving three original species, the black currant and gooseberries, a couple of gooseberries, one from North America and one from Europe. That's how you get to a jostaberry. I reckon it'd be nice to have something named after you. You know, what What would we have as a Coleman? What would the Coleman be? <laughs> I don't know. Probably uh, cheap well, and I've nasty. Got... <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got lots of things named after me. I keep claiming that people sort of take my name in vain because the name first is reasonably popular. Fitness <laughs> first and all that. I, I actually want... Well, I, I, in, in Melbourne, there is a place called the Alex Theatre. I thought they pinched my name as well. I can't go anywhere where they're not using my name. Oh. By the way, we we drove up Mount Wellington that overlooks Hobart. Spectacular views on a clear day. Hey, do you remember what time of year it was that you went? 
look, we, we actually went relatively close to summer and it, it had snow on it. I was going to say, because we were there and it was it was uh, March from memory that we went and it was oh. absolutely Arctic up there. The view, yeah. You're right, the view is stunning, but oh my God, it was cold. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was very funny because my sister-in-law visited the day before we went and showed me the photos and all I could say was, wow. Well, as for us... <laughs> My wife and I laughed a lot because the day we went, it was fine when we left Hobart. It started snowing as we climbed the mountain. By the time we reached the t- near the top, we were struggling to see more than 100 metres in front of us. Now, did you walk up the mountain or did you drive? No, we we, we drove. Yeah, we dr- it, it is not the kind of... We actually, when we... I remember this. We When we drove up, there were guys riding push bikes to the summit of Mount yes, Wellington. Yes, there were, there, there, well, can you believe it? They were in the snow as well when we were there. Because, I mean, this was the thing. It, it's kind of like Melbourne. There are different seasons in the one day. By the time we we drove down again, an hour later, the weather was perfect, right? So we'd driven up and it was sort of, we were snowbound. And, uh, well, it, look, it's great. I've seen Mount Wellington and the views before, and, and you've got to see it, regardless of the time of the year. Just just remember, you're going to have to, even if it's it's sort of warmer climbs, you need to take something that allows you to go up to the mountain without shivering too much, so to speak. Yeah, you, you get a magnificent view of Hobart. You get a magnificent view of up into the, the Derwent River. But the other thing that I loved about it, and I don't know whether this appealed to you or not, but you're up there. It's almost reminiscent of the Scottish Moors. You know, yes. You, there, there are the rocks and the, and the greenery. True. And the desolation. You, you, you feel like you are hundreds of miles from any civilization. In, in yeah, parts I mean, of it up we, there. We, we'd been to Edinburgh. We hadn't been to the Moors so much, but the Edinburgh, and that was stunning as well. I, I can see, yeah, I can see the link between the two, absolutely. So that was most worthwhile. Look, what we might do, Chris, we might sort of leave it there and we'll do a, a part two, if that's okay, by you on Hobart in our next travel first podcast plenty more still to come from the southern capital of australia here on travel first i'm chris coleman he's alex first we'll catch you again soon you've been listening to travel first for more like us on facebook and follow us on twitter subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, stitcher and itunes or your favorite podcast distributor this has been another quality podcast production from bytes.com Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.